good people. It is Tasneem and Andrea back once again. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. It's good to be here. Great to be here, to be heard, to be seen, and all of those other things. All those good things. It's yes. good to say hello to the listeners who are familiar with our voices. Yes. And those who are just getting used to our voices. Yes, we are back in season three. Summer's over. And for our listeners and our TBT family, welcome back. But for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, tell us name. Tell them who we are. Yes. First of all, thank you for tuning in. We hope that you hear enough that makes you want to stay and tell other people about it to like, subscribe and all those good things and share. But we are the Truth Be Told team. And our whole point is to express the fact that we believe there is not one truth that we are meant to follow in this lifetime. Not one. Not one. We think there's a whole bunch. We think you might start with one at the age of 18 and have a whole nother one at the age of 68. We believe that life is exposing us to new ways to see things, even things that we were trained to believe without question. That we swore were truth. Swore were truth. Nobody could tell you different. Generations after generations of truth that we are standing in and examining now. And here we are saying we're, we're believing things that are beyond just the idea of it being a right way and a wrong way, a black and a white. You know, one in a two. And so our conversations have great range. We talk about all kinds of things. We talk about fitness and fashion and politics and purpose. Love it. Yeah. We talk about children. We talk about jobs and careers. Yes. We all do. the relationships that we're in. All, all the ships. All the ships that we're in. The ships we're rowing and the ships we're chilling in. We talk about life pretty much. We do. And the ways in which we can live it differently when we learn different truths. And you mentioned earlier the one. You said We don't subscribe to the idea that there's just one truth. Yes. Can we stop there for a minute for this episode? Let's stop. At that whole idea of one. Mm. There's only one way. Yeah, one way. To see it. One way. Yeah. To be. Yeah. Let's talk about that thing that happens to us when we put all power in one absolute. Isn't it something? Let's talk about it. I have a 16-year-old who's a high school senior. And the question she gets now is, what you going to major in? What's the one thing that will be your interest that will then lead to a career that you will keep for as many years as possible? What is the one thing that makes you feel curious? She's like, uh, I don't know. And I applaud that I don't knowing. Right. I'm like, very good. I did a survey the other day. I said, tell me the one thing that was good about this webinar. Uh, one. One. The power of one. The power of one. The illusion of one. Oh, the stop illusion there. Of one. And then we make it to we make it very sort of magical so we make it magical particularly as it relates to relationships oh my because i met him and i knew he was the the one one. (laughs) it's like really or even going house hunting or apartment hunting oh my gosh i found the perfect yes one i found the one i Uh, knew it was the one because it was the one because it you know had all these things in it it was the one and what does it mean to acknowledge that Maybe many things can draw your eye What does it mean to limit ourselves if we only have the one? I'm going to say even in a relationship with commitment, you can still acknowledge that everything you need will not be found in that one. Let's let's go there today. <laughs> and I'm, I'm putting my finger over my lips because I come from a tradition of seeking, finding, and committing to the one. And the one is everything. One career. You're going to work that job for 40 years, get that pension. <laughs> And then you retire. <laughs> and then you retire. But it will be the one. It'll be the one. You're going to stick with it, right? Right. You're going to find that one partner. Right. Um, your children will be committed to your family as the central family and source of everything. The one unit. The one unit. You might even have a family house. You're living in a region that's the region where we are traditional Southerners. And we have the house and the community, the one. Mm. And all around you 
are fireflies of possibility that you can like follow different light. There could be other ones. They're not what? Okay, so what has happened to us? How did we get here? I I, I really want us to talk about that one, the power of one, mm-hmm. and the damage that it has done to us. Who mm-hmm. wants to talk about that? Because we are so fixated on one being the fulfillment of all things. Yeah. But when we seek that one thing, the illusion of the one, to fulfill us, mm. and it lets you down. It's not the perfect one. What happens to us? Mm. Then our entire worlds are blown up. Yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. It's a great sense of, of disappointment. So but we started that way, didn't we? We did. We did. Was it a setup? Uh, from the beginning. It yeah. was a setup. It was a setup from the my, beginning. My, my 11-year-old says, it's a scam. It's, I agree, <laughs> it's a I agree. scam. So we honor space. Let's give space and mm. honoring today to Bell Hooks. I've mm. been um, celebrating her birthday this week and thinking about over her life. Um, and honoring bell hooks. And I found this one's probably one of my favorite quotes. And she says that many of us seek community solely to escape the fear of being alone. Then she goes on to say um, (laughs) that knowing how to be solitary is central to the art of loving. When we can be alone, we can be with others without using them as a means of escape. And if we could just honor that space and honor Bill Hooks for a minute and honor bring her in this space and talk about what happens when we put all of that pressure on someone else. Is it because we're fearful? She said the fear is we want to be in community because we're afraid to be alone. We say that we love and want that one because we're afraid to be alone. What happens when we put all of that pressure when we have sketched out for our partners and for our lives, for our homes, our children, these impossible standards that they will never meet Mm -hmm. to fulfill everything Mm. because you're the one or it is the one. Mm. Let's talk about that. Man, first of all, thank you for letting us enjoy the birth date of Bell Hooks. And it's her birth week. Yes, celebrating it. Yes, I think it's tremendous to have transitions and have people speaking your name and reading your work. I, I think it is. That is yes. awesome. I, I'm, I'm with you, Andrea. I, I love the curiosity around how we got here to this one. You know, I don't know that we're replicating some kind of spiritual standard of finding one voice and one faith and, you know, this monotheistic sense that there can't be many. And even um, in some ways feeling as though it would be awkward and strange to have this polytheistic sense of divinity can be more than this. It could be me appreciating the ancestors and lighting candles and throwing shells and going on sabbaticals and doing meditative walks in Spain. Like, can all that be God, too? Maybe there's that, this sense that I have to choose one path, um, and that path is the righteous path, and it's a one path. It doesn't have a whole bunch of different angles in different places to walk. I don't know if it's an extension of that, but I know that it can feel surprisingly lonely to feel that the whole point of it is to find this one lane, one person, one reality, when true life is existing all around us. Right. We do so much damage that we don't realize mm. to ourselves when we put, think about it, if I'm the one, what kind of pressure is that? On me to fulfill every need, every desire, every everything for another person because I'm that one. Mm. You can't get that from other multiple ships, multiple places and spaces and beings. You can't get that. So we set ourselves up for years and years of disappointment, years of tears when we realize and have that expectation that that one will be everything. Will be everything. 
And you know what the truth is that I've learned what? just through continuing to, to breathe is that you can have your one and other ones, too. There are, you can multiple. There's no one way to see it. Right. So you can have this. Uh, the truth that we have been told and believed and believed. Because I, I did believe. It. It. Oh, of course. I believe. I know. Same. That, um, you know, growing up, you know, what's what goes on in here stays on. It, mm-hmm. All of the things that mm-hmm. we were told to keep us insular mm-hmm. and insular and in safe. ships and safe because mm-hmm. there was a sense of safety. And, sure. I, and that, that that's 500 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. of why we had to mm-hmm. do that. The devil, you know. Right. Well, definitely. Mm-hmm. And the oppressor mm-hmm. and the colonizer. Mm-hmm. So we understand the need for a unified one, one mission, one vision, especially if we think about, you know, 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I want us to think about that idea of what damage it does for us when we put all of the pressure on on telling our partner, our couples, our friends, our girlfriends, our children, our jobs, that they must fulfill us because they are the one. So if I have this amazing job and I enjoy it and I think that I'm supposed to be fulfilled out of this one avenue, this one venue, what happens when it disappoints me? I think you're crushed. I also think you're redirected. I think there's an opportunity to take the disappointment, and you said damage, years of tears, you said. I love that language. And and we have to then think, well, this isn't available here. I have to accept that. Maybe even recognize I shouldn't have been looking for the whole meal to come from this one plate. But then to turn around and find another buffet. And so that buffet has to include, like Andrea, at a certain point, you had many, 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 many hours committed to your job directing social consciousness and social awareness conversations within the library. And then you began to add walking to your daily regimen. And things started to shift for you. Like I saw, I could see you easing into it for stress relief, but then it became like, okay, this is where I get a lot of my good ideas. And then it was like, hey, I breathe better out here anyway. Like it it really, you you no longer were looking for all your fulfillment in that one direction. In that one thing, yeah. Who knew that you could have both, maybe even three then you started adding a whole bunch of other activities to this thing mm-hmm. that is called life and right. your, your working hours aren't just in this one place. I think that um, there's a freeing thing from that. But I think it came because you felt the stress of being one-dimensional. I felt the stress of being one-dimensional, and I didn't want to be one-dimensional for other people in my life either. Mm. Right. So I, I remember um, not wanting to—a couple of times in my life, I can think of two very key points as a parent— Two key things happened in my life that I didn't want to no longer be and exist in a certain way. Realizing that I may not be here for Ryan early on. I have some medical issues when he was in the third grade. Remembering, like, so I shifted my parenting when he was in the third grade for wanting to now raise him with the idea of I may not be here. I may not be the one, right? I, I know moms are everything, and right? Dad's going to say, oh, dad's everything. Oh, that's a great thing. Parents. But I needed to understand. I needed him to understand that I'm not, I may not. So how are you going to be and live and exist and like learn how to use a George Foreman, like in the third grade, learn how to cook and do your own laundry. If I'm not here, I am no, I can no longer be the one. I can't be your everything. And that's hard for parents. I, I was just in a conversation with one of my girl, closest girlfriends the other day. And she was saying when our kids no longer need us, when we're no longer the one thing in their lives, it is heartbreaking. And mm-hmm. she was just saying like, it is heartbreaking. I remember that, that shift for me, that I could, I could no longer apparent with this idea that I was solely his one yes. caretaker, the one person who provided for him. Mm-hmm. Then there was another time when going getting ready as an only. I didn't want to be 
my entire life spent going, you know, my entire adult parenting life, you know, soccer, baseball, football, Boy Scouts, all that stuff. What happens when he'd leave? And you remember me telling you, I am preparing myself to have multiple levels of fun. I'm going to miss some soccer games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get me some new girlfriends. I remember I'm going to get like, mul- I'm not going to keep my same old girlfriends, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get some different ones too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because I'm going to do multiple ones and multiple venues of fun, of life, of living so that I am not so dependent mm-hmm. and he's not so codependent on just this one thing. Powerful. Powerful. But we don't always do that in relationships. No. I think we're still, some of us, are still using some old school language, old school expectations, you know. We come together and we become one. Two becomes one. Now that's some funky math. But somehow it does. <laughs> two becomes <laughs> two becomes one. You said funky math? It's funky. How about I bring all of me and you bring all of you and maybe, hey, we create a third yeah. thing, entity that we then support amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love what Sister Bell Hooks was talking about, about the power of community. I think at times, yes, we are in community because solitude feels really foreign. Mm-hmm. But there is, I would love to have us examine, re-examine how we can reestablish the kind of communities that allow space for both for solitude both. For, both. for both. It's the both. It is the both. It's the both. So, you know, before, I can see just in my own upbringing, you are going to go out at a certain age to ask them and find the one. And then you all will have your own careers and those careers will be the one. You'll find a house and you'll have children. And those children will be your children. And then you'll create this new unit to perpetuate the same one. thing. Get a new, get a new one. <laughs> yes. Right? It's and another generation these... of ones. And I didn't. And so this idea of like, what would it be like if everything wasn't dependent just on my spouse for my entertainment? Yes. For my financial strength and, and sort of solvency? What would it be like if just just spending some time envisioning what the future looked like didn't come from just a two-way conversation or one way. No. What would it look like if I consulted with different people? And so did my partner. A, it'd have to change my sense of possession, right? right. I, this one belongs to me. And some esteem stuff will come to I'm sure, but the that's, forefront. Is that growth? It has to be growth. It ha- I mean, it, it, unless it, we, we can choose to grow or not. I, I, I believe that. We can stun our own growth sometimes. And so if we choose that way and, and want to grow in that way, then we both see that. But what happens when one partner sees it a different way? Like we fantasize and we fantasize about love. We fantasize about, you know, what love is going to be and I'm going to find that one and he's going to make me and she and they are going to make me feel these things that I'm going to be totally loved and I'm going to be totally fulfilled. And it's going to be the end of all things, right? Because I've hit this perfect utopian of all things. Well, what happened if... What what I believe, what we've been dreaming of, two things have been happening for self. I will say that. So all that dreaming and dreaming of what that one thing, that one love meant, the first thing I realized is I wasn't giving myself that amount of love that I was dreaming and looking for in that one. You mean you weren't your own one? I wasn't my own one. Ooh. Oops. That felt hard to admit, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting you to love me the way I don't even love myself. I'm expecting you to fulfill me in all great things when I don't do that myself. Isn't that fascinating? You expect someone else to meet all your needs and you don't even meet all your needs. Exactly. The illusion of one. The illusion of one. Yeah. Yeah. Not only do we, um, I have, I've, I've learned and I'm in transition. You said that we're constantly evolving. Now I'm at this place of the, the illusion of one that I have learned um, that I am that first gift. 
love. Mm, to so, yourself. To myself first. I love that. And then there's less pressure to be fulfilled by every other person. Because the reality is when we're lonely, um, when we don't get as much time as we want, when we're not touched as we choose to be, we start making up all these different scenarios and stories and narratives about what is going on and with that other person. Mm-hmm. And then it's on them, mm-hmm. right? To fulfill everything that you feel. But the missing. reality is, Tasneem, is what? That's not their job. That's not their job. <laughs> so it's not so we are we are saying it's no longer the job of anyone to do all of that. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think I think the responsibility is yours. I love that language you used, right? So that love begins with you. They can enhance us, though, right? Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. come and bring some some something special. You can make some things more better. Yeah. I'll accept it. I'll accept that. I just can't make you my source. Right. So not my single source. I was going to say not the single source. You are my source of this of something. And I wonder mm-hmm. how they might feel in whoever the they is, whatever ship we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Realizing that they are only bringing a source and not the source. I will work the hell out of that lane. If I'm having troubles, right, (laughs) if I am deep in some stress, I know in my mind who to call for each thing. See. So I will call you and be like, Andrea, I, I, and I'm in the muck. You are in, uh, I'm hey, in the muck. I'm your goop scoop. You are my goop scoop. Boom. <laughs> Once I start to get out of the like, okay, I know that I'm in here. I can feel the weight of it. And I start to feel as though a change is possible. I can then call my mother who's That's like, right. get up. Get up. Here we go. Come on. Ah, ah, Tessie, me. I'm going to wallow. But I can't, I can't reverse it. No. My mother's not the goop scoop. <laughs> no. And but but I remember growing up. I'm I had not going to help you when you're when you're covered in goop. <laughs> no, go wash that afterbirth off. <laughs> All I of that we gotta can't. know. We have to know. You're right. And so then I have a whole fence of people that I turn to and lean on, mm-hmm. depending on where I am in my own journey that I've recognized. But you're not talking about relationships with a partner, Taz. And we are coupled. Do you do that same thing? Do you allow whoever you want to be in relationship with in that couple? Because I'm, see, I'm that's what learning. Yeah, the, it's the baby L. I'm no, learning. I'm in the first L. grade on that. Right. Okay. I'm first the, grade. Yes. Okay. okay. I think it goes okay. up to high school. But I, I am, I'm, I'm learning it yeah. because there has been this emphasis on the one, mm-hmm. and then we then possess everything, right? So all the conversations belong to me, of course, and mine all belong to you. All the space belongs to me, and yours to you. And so, like all of that, this idea, and it, I, I'm just believing that that world is too small for this version of Tasnia. That's it. It's just, it, it might have worked exist. when I was 20. And it still can exist for whomever chooses for it to be the one. All we're saying is that our truth mm-hmm. no longer relies on the illusion of just the one. Just the one. Yeah, and mind you, I want to say, you can have your commitments, you can have your exclusivity, you can have all the envisioning oh, that yeah, you might normally have. Oh, yeah, all of your monogamy and everything else uh, that goes into that. Whatever right? it is. Right. We're whatever just saying that the source of whatever we're seeking is not going to be found in one other human being. Right. That we get to sort of divvy it out. And maybe the, maybe that will be some relief for us, too. So do you think it's fair? And when we, we measure re- these ships that we are in, you remember when we were growing up, we are like, oh, that's my best friend. Mm-hmm. It's my first best friend, my second best friend, my yeah. third BFF, mm-hmm. right? And it's like a, and she's three circles removed. You know, it's my friend of my friend. She's a friend of a friend. We have all of these levels of where we place people in our lives. You know, that was just my sweetheart. That was just like the first guy I fell in love with. That was just like my one true love. And so we have all of these identifiers of what we put on people and how we how they show up, how that we think they show up in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we can sometimes what I think what happens is what would happen if we compartmentalize relationship 
Would it minimize it? So, for instance, if we are compartmentalizing relationships, I don't think I'm devaluing that relationship. This is a question. Mm -hmm. If I compartmentalize that relationship. So, for example, Mm -hmm. I know Tasneem is not going to um, watch certain movies with me. Or listen to certain music, Lord, mm-hmm. no. Or, or plan a party. Or plan, aw, or plan a party. Yeah. So, like, if I'm getting ready to plan my 50-whatever birthday, third, mm-hmm. fourth mm-hmm. birthday party, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need some ideas, and I want this, I want it to be thematic, I want to do mm-hmm. You're not the sister I'm going to call, no. love, Bob. I love you, right? but I'm not a visionary for it's that. It's not. It's but- not your strength. However... All the other strengths that you bring to the table when I am trying to challenge myself and I need someone to stand totally truthful with me and hold me accountable, when I need somebody to lift me up and not be judgmental mm-hmm. on why I spent $5,000 on a birthday party. <laughs> for me, right? Yes, yes. For you, I, when I don't want you to be judgmental and tell me about it, but I need you to be truthful. I know who I'm going to call. Mm-hmm. You're not going to help me decorate the party. Mm-hmm. But you're going you're gonna to stay. You're going to be with me throughout this entire journey. I think sometimes maybe it's wise and safe for us to compartmentalize these relationships mm-hmm. and do it in a way that doesn't devalue the relationship. Because there's no one that can do it all. No one person, no one thing should do it all. No, not everyone is the single one or the single source. I'm a believer. But when I say compartmentalize, people think that that minimizes. Because if you, you know, our brains want to go to a pie chart and we think of I'm two thirds or I'm 15, you know, four sixteenth of that whole. And I don't think that is the case. It's just old truth telling. And it's a new day. Like yeah. new truth telling says, I don't even feel threatened yeah. that you called Tanya and Tamika to help plan your party because we've talked about this. We have. We've actually had a conversation about the entire plan for the party and I understand my gift. And I understand their gift. And I don't possess you nor your vision for the party. And I think that possession possession. is the the possession is part of the one. Mm. Because you've given everything over to that and then there's ownership in that. Yeah. Mm. I think that's interesting. And I think love can be a big and mighty thing. Mm. And so when it's big and it's expansive and it it is fluid, as you right. said earlier, then there's room for everybody. I think so. Right? Your love is so. not so small that you can only direct it towards me. And if it shifts yeah. into another space and I'm suddenly feeling like, you know, there's some scarcity, that's a small love. And I would, I want us to go beyond with that, beyond that small love. I want us to dig deeper into thinking about if we are still placing certain people in our lives as the one, as the center of all things and the one source, um, then we are seeking something for them to fill. And us, mm-hmm. and I want us to get a. I want us to be on that journey this season to be thinking about what are we still in void of. I like that. Think. What are we hungry for? What are we hungry for? Ooh. If we are still seeking this one to do yeah. that, what are we hungry for? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I got us off topic, but I want us to think about that this episode. So, what do we want our listeners to join us on this journey as we thinking about the illusion of one mm-hmm. and debunking that that thought that notion. Well, I, I like the challenge and the language of debunking. So maybe we, we flip it. And so if, if we can see that we've been conditioned to believe in the illusion of one, what else are we creating? What is this new sort of, what's, what's, what are the new spaces within love that we're making room for? How do I make space for this, this season, mm-hmm. right? Season three. But how do I make space for this new season in my life? Yeah. If, if I no longer have the illusion of that. Yeah, who, who are the new players? Who are the new players? Right. How oh, many I more? How many more seats are going to be at the it. table? I love it. it was I a table it. for two. Right. Uh, but I, the truth is, I need a starting lineup and a six man. Oh my goodness! And you shouldn't feel bad if you just happen to be the no. six man because the six man is loved by all. 
I think you're going to feel the depth of, of I, th- I just believe love is bigger than that. And OK, then what happens when someone that we are in relationship with mm-hmm. is as equally introspective and doing the work as we are? Mm-hmm. And then we happen to be the sixth man in their lives. That's an interesting thing. <laughs> I, I'm not really good with crowded parties. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have to we have to accept that truth too. We have to accept that truth okay? too. Okay, because I might show up and re- and like have a role of 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 a background singer or something. You have to. And so, what does that do for me? This, you know what? That's we're learning this place. We are, we're learning this place. We are in this journey. We're in this journey. I think that's a good point. I think there's a lot of comfort in being the one. Right. I am your everything. Right. You, I think who doesn't want that title? I think it's a beautiful title. I just think that it's an illusion. Okay, and I and I I think in the unlearning and relearning we can recognize I can still feel special to you I can still feel like I matter and I can still feel like you see me what I'm not going to do now is pretend like this is the only gift that you see in life that's a small life that's a very small life again and it's going to force us to do our own work too because if I'm if I'm still feeling some kind of way if I'm no longer one I've got to ask myself what am I missing and thirsting what's the void that I'm still trying to fulfill by you being that one Big questions. Big what's, questions. What's the question to our listeners? All right, listeners, the question is, so if we are aware of the illusion of one, we want to know how many more seats you're going to put at your table. How how much bigger are you going to make your life? Where else are you going to seek fulfillment other than just in one direction? I love that. Yeah. Big questions we still are answering. I know. We're still grappling with them, too. So you're on the journey with us, family. Yeah, we appreciate it. We and until next time. This is Truth Be Told. We are almost out, but we are certainly truth be told. And we want you to remember who we are and tell other people. We'd like you to like, share, follow, and subscribe. Truth be told. And that's going to be at truth be told pod, P-O-D at the back. At truth be told pod. Let people know what you're listening to. Let us know what you like that you're listening to. Let us know what you don't like. And then we'll see you next time. And remember, this is truth be told. Truth be told.